and welcome to Grace Life Ministries. We're a gospel-centered, disciple-making, church-planting ministry with a focus on reaching the unreached, establishing believers in the truth of God's Word, and building grace communities or churches. Our desire is to help you to grow in your relationship with God, experience the reality of Christianity, and help you to experience the fruit of Christ in you. God is very interested in if you're feeling broken and if you're feeling like you're in a bad place and he wants to minister to you through us to get you to a place of wholeness but the best way to get there is by focusing on the truth of his word which will help you be restored you know psalm 23 uh, says uh, the lord is my shepherd i shall not want and then it goes down to uh, he leads me besides uh, as still waters, he refreshes my soul. Okay. He leads me to green pastures and still waters. And then it says, he refreshes my soul. So green pastures are speaking about nourishment in the word. That's what refreshes our soul. Still waters is talking about like seeing your reflection, I believe, in, in the water. And so you're reminded of who you are. And that's refreshing. See, in, in Christianity, you're not trying to become someone. You're trying to realize what you became when you became a Christian, and then that starts to uh, uh, overflow out of you. So let's turn to Ephesians chapter 1, and we're going to start a journey of really um, not going through the whole book of Ephesians. Uh, I've got a series on that available online for free if you want to go and check that out. But we're just going to start touching on certain things in Ephesians and we're going to move around into different parts of the word and, and just focusing in on the reality of our Christianity with regards to what does this mean? Because Christianity is not a religion. We don't have to teach you how to worship God. All we need to do is work, teach you who he is. And then you get to know him better. You start to get into intimate relationship with him. And then you worship him from your heart. We're not talking about singing and dancing, although that's included. So Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1. Um, <coughs> I'm going to flip between translations, but just to start off with the, the version that Paul wrote, the King James Version. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. You know, this is something that you guys um, might be familiar with. And when I was with you, I was so encouraged to hear, um, you know, uh, uh, one of your cultures is greeting each other with, um, uh, hello, saints, you know. And I know uh, that's something that you, you, you kind of like uh, you do. And it's, it's right, because that's exactly what we are. And this is what this, this verse is saying. We need to become established in this as an identity. That It says, to the saints, which are the faithful. That, that's kind of how you could render that. To the saints, which are the faithful. We are the faithful. Okay? It's the same people. It's not, it's not making two groups. I used to believe it was two different groups. And, and now I see it's, it's, it's to the saints which are faithful. Okay. We need to see ourselves as saints. A saint is a believer. A saint is a holy one. And so often in our lives, we're trying to become holy. We're trying to do holy because we think that God's grading us based on our holiness and rewarding us for holiness and then punishing us. And if, if we don't believe he's punishing us, we believe that the enemy is allowed to punish us because we're not holy. Yeah, but but we need to see ourselves as holy. That That's kind of like Christianity, first base, you know, 101, knowing that, hey, I am holy. Okay, I am right with him. That he doesn't see me as flawed. He sees me as perfect. And we're going to get into these verses and, and it'll come out again and again. But look with me. Jump over to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 10. Let's see. Uh, 
how the, the passion puts it, Joe. It says, by God's will, we have been purified and made holy once and for all through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus, the Messiah. So we've been made holy through the offering of Jesus Christ once and for all. This is what salvation accomplished for us, is that we have now been made holy once and for all time. Okay, you, you, we, we can't undo that through a sin. You can't out sin your salvation. It's not giving us a, 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 a go sin for free card, but it's just showing us that no matter how much you mess up, you can't undo what you've been born again into. Because now as an identity, it's not what you do, but it's who you are. You are holy. And because you are holy, you can do holy or live holy. So just, just think for a moment, okay, about yourself. You know, if you were to, to now, now maybe because I've given you a, a lot and maybe because you, you, you already established in this, you would answer it well. But think about it in your heart of hearts. How do you judge your holiness right now? Do you think that you're 100% holy? Do you feel 100% holy? Or do you feel like, hey, I'm, not, I'm just not there yet? Like, how do you feel in your heart? Because that's probably what you truly believe. We say some one thing, but often we, we, we kind of believe something else in our hearts. And do you know what you call that? Double-minded. When you believe something and you're saying the opposite, now, there's a place for saying the right thing when you believe the wrong thing to try and get your heart in line and start to believe the truth to renew your mind. But we need to be able to acknowledge that, hey, I'm not believing the truth in this area of my heart. I don't believe I'm truly holy. So let me uh, start declaring it, even though I don't really believe it, and allow my heart to change with that. And so we need to be able to say, I'm holy. I'm 100% holy. 100% of the time, it's independent of my performance because he has made me holy through his sacrifice, not my sacrifice. So often we feel like <clears throat> our um, sacrifice makes us more holy. You know, if I fast, I'm more holy. I don't know. I'm sure you guys are, are, are more holy than, than me in this area. <laughs> but uh, I've, uh, uh, you know, when I've, the circles I come from, yeah, you would really be seen as something if you fasted. Yeah, if you fasted, like wow, like that 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 was like the, the 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 top of the food chain with regards to your passion for the Lord and sacrifice and you know and and what does it do now uh, if you fasted, if you keep it to yourself and you don't tell anyone, you feel like wow, I'm something. I fasted. You feel proud. And then if you actually go and share it with someone, what does that do as well? You're like now telling people that you fasted and they are now feeling inferior and they are feeling like you're more uh, uh, superior. You know, and you can put in the blank there. People think that fasting or something else will do it. But, but here's the point. Nothing that we can do or not do can make us more holy than we already are because we believed the gospel and got born again. Nothing that we can do or abstain from can make us more holy other than what we've already done, and that was believe the gospel and been born again. Because you're born again into holiness. Now, a lot of children of God don't act like it, right? So we've got to get to that place of living it out. And, you know, a lot of times we have... Uh, um, issues in our heart and issues in our lives and we have challenges and problems not because they're, they're, they're of the actual problems or the actual issues and you know healing in, in 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 our lives like heart healing wise and things like that a lot of the time we we feel broken and we need this healing and we need this not because of an actual incident but because we're not focused in on the reality of who we are in christ because we're not focused in on our identity, because we're more focused in on uh, 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 what's been done to us than what God has made us. 
And I'm not devaluing if uh, uh, something tragic has happened to you and if bad things have happened. But what I am saying is that if you magnify that, you're empowering that. But when you magnify the Lord and redemption and what he's done for you, it, it changes everything. Now, let me pause there and say, when I speak about redemption, I'm speaking about what he accomplished for us through his death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, and then the Pentecost coming. Because I believe that that's the full package of why Jesus came. You know, yes, he died for our sins. He was raised for our justification. And then he ascended so that the Spirit could descend and indwell in us and empower us. So, you know, it's more than just the cross. Redemption is, is, is a bigger package than that. And pause. So to move on, <coughs> we've got to see that we're holy ones. And why did he, he, he make us holy ones? Back to Ephesians chapter 1. Yeah. Why did he make us holy? Okay, the next verse there says, Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. And so, you know, he, he, he's made us holy, you could say, to qualify us for this blessing. He's made us holy. And it's like, we kind of think of it as step one, step two, but it's, it's kind of like all at the same time. He's, because we're holy, we're qualified, and we've got the blessing, but at the same time, having the blessing has also made us holy. So it's kind of like an all-in-one uh, 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 moment that took place. And we're going to look at that now uh, uh, just in a bit to see what is this talking about. Because, I mean, so often we, 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 we read this verse, <coughs> and I'm guilty of this in the past. I've uh, 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 repented and changed my mind on this. Um, what good is a mind if you can't change it, right? So uh, uh, if, if we look at it, what is it saying? We're blessed with all spiritual blessing in heavenly places. We, we often take that completely out of context and go, um, I'm blessed with everything. What, is, what does all mean you know, in, 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 in the Greek? It means all. So all must mean I'm, I've got everything. But it, the, the, the context and, and, and the actual verse there is being specific and defining exactly what it's talking about. So if I say today, I've got a special blessing for you. Um, it's, um, let me randomly choose something. It's this amazing insulation tape. You know, it's blue. There's still some left, as you can see. Um, you know, it will help you if you're wanting to do some, some electrical work or something like that. That's why I've got it here, you know, or if you're wanting to put it over someone's mouth because they talk too much. It, it works beautifully for many different things. Um, you could also tie up, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Let's, uh, let's leave it there. But it's like, the, if I said I've got this is, and this is a blessing for you today, if you wanted, you can have it. But now you look at the, the Bible and it says, I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings and all means all. So that means this is already mine, what Shane's got for me. No, it doesn't. You know, you can't uh, uh, um, define what this, the Bible's talking about according to what I've got here. You've got to define it according to what the context there is talking about. Yeah. And so we need to we need to dig into this and not and get our meaning from the context, meaning how is it applied here? OK, we cannot say um, what this is also saying is we cannot say that our provision is in the spirit without defining provision. Because we often read this and go, uh, 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 it means money, 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 money. You know, it doesn't mean money. <laughs> it doesn't mean money at all. We're not blessed with all money in heavenly places. You don't have a spiritual bank account where you, you're loaded and you just need to make a withdrawal. And uh, then it just appears uh, in your bank account. Hallelujah. That would be amazing. I would love that for all of us. I would really love that, but it doesn't, that's not, not true. And I've heard teaching like that. Some of the people who teach that, I love them dearly. I know them personally, but they're wrong. 
because if we look at it in depth, it's we, we, we have to look at what is it talking about, okay? And we, we, we must see that there are different words for that word blessed there. Okay, if you've got a nice uh, electronic Bible and it's got, um, uh, 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 you can, like on my, my Bible here, I'm using Takata, and it's got uh, King James with Strong's, and uh, I can click on the first word, blessed, and the Strong's word there is Eulog Aetos, and uh, uh, Sumi, I'm not Sumi, Phoebe is laughing at me, uh, because she can say it better. Uh, the second Greek word there is eulog um, eo. So it's a different uh, 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 word for blessed. And then when it says blessings, all spiritual blessings, it's um, a different word again, which it doesn't matter uh, what, uh, what it is because I'm going to say it wrong anyway. So <clears throat> the point that I'm making there is that you, you can't just read the Bible in English or um, Shona or Afrikaans or um, Japanese or whatever you're reading it in and um, and just take it into your cultural context and your understanding of language we need to dig a little bit deeper and see what does the Bible mean because if we don't do that we can head for deception and the problem with deception is we don't know we're deceived and another problem with deception is it only leads to fruit of deception okay and it doesn't produce life so I know some of your testimonies are even like this, where you've held on to that. I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings. Thank you, Father. I've got a heavenly bank account. I'm going to make a withdrawal here in the name of Jesus. And it's like, you, 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 what fruit came of that? And then you kind of twist it. Now I'm going off track. But now we kind of twist that a little bit. And we even like, you know, in order to make a heavenly withdrawal, you've got to, you make, got to make an earthly deposit. How does that work? You know, it's like give, and it shall be given unto you. Hallelujah. Press down, shaking. You know, it's like then it kind of gets into this hyped up thing where you know what. In essence, what is that doing? It's making us carnal. It's focused on the carnal. There's nothing spiritual about it. It's almost bordering witchcraft. But don't quote me on that. Um, <clears throat> so we need to see the different words for for blessed. There, blessed be God. Uh, 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 the Father. This is talking about praising Him. This is talking about how, uh, and this word specifically is only ever used in reference to God, to adoring God, to, to praising God, to worshiping God. He is worthy of praise. Blessed be God the Father. Then the next one, who has blessed us. And this is now a verb, which means to speak well of or to invoke blessings and we're still talking about identity don't forget that we're still talking about what happened to us when we became christians okay <clears throat> to speak well of or to invoke a blessing upon us this word eulogio is never used to reference material wealth never now material wealth is important it's necessary but it doesn't come through the spirit. It comes through the work of your hands, which is blessed. But it comes through uh, uh, wisdom. It doesn't come through prayer. So then, then, then if, we, if we look at this word, eulogio, uh, which is who has blessed us. What has he already blessed us with? We got to look at other verses where this word is used to see what's the what is the context of this in other words uh, other verses. <coughs> so Mark chapter ten, Mark chapter ten, verse fifteen to sixteen. Mark ten fifteen to sixteen from the New King James Version. It says, "Assuredly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it." And he took them up in his arm. And he laid his hands on them and blessed them. What happened in that, 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 that situation where he took the children and he put his hands on them and he blessed them? You know what happened according to many charismatic preachers is all of a sudden their bank accounts were filled. All of a sudden their pockets were full. They, they, had, they had money, money, money. 
Yeah, the thing is, is if 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 anyone is over focused on 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 money with regards to their their their, their faith life, you know that something's out of whack. If we are, are primarily trusting God for money and not for souls, something's out of whack. Now we need money to make to reach people. I need lots of money to do what I'm doing, <laughs> you know, and I need more of it. But I'm not praying about money. <clears throat> I'm praying about reaching people. Romans chapter 12, verse 14. Romans 12, verse 14 says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Bless those who persecute you, the King James Version says. What does that mean? It means fill their bank accounts with money. I mean, that's one way to deal with people who persecute you. They'll, they'll probably love you for that. But um, <clears throat> that's not what it's saying. If you look at the Passion Translation, it says, Speak blessing, not cursing over those who reject and persecute you. So it's talking about speaking a blessing. Okay, Galatians chapter 3 verse 9 from the New King James Version. Galatians 3 verse 9 says, So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. And this is where a lot of people start, uh, their, their wheels start falling off of their bus. Okay. The Amplified Version puts it like this and says, So then those who are people of faith are blessed and made happy and favored by God as partners in fellowship with, with the believing and trusting Abraham. So the riches of Abraham were not the result of faith. Because if you look at when God spoke blessing over Abraham, he was already wealthy. So where did his money come from? It came from hard work, okay, and from fraud. <laughs> That's where Abraham's money came from. Fraud as in that uh, he gave his wife to a foreign king to save his own bacon, and he made money off of the deal. So that's not a godly way to get money, but he had the money. His riches had nothing to do with faith, but the Bible shows us his righteousness did have to do with his faith. Then, if we look at another word for, for blessed here, uh, 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 it's, uh, you can look at Matthew chapter 5, verse 3. <coughs> Excuse me. And it says, um, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, this word blessed means happy. Okay? It has nothing to do with material wealth. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, it, 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 imagine you know, that they are blessed, but they don't have what money. They're poor, but it's also it, 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 they don't have the kingdom of God. Do they? Yet. So we, we, we need to kind of see there's different words for this word blessed. Matthew 5 verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. They are blessed, and yet they're hungering and they're thirsting for righteousness. Okay? They don't have the fulfillment yet there. Then we see, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. This is what the Spirit of God has to say about you. This is what this is talking about. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. It's talking about what God says about you. His blessings spoken over you. Okay? It's not tangible. It says in heavenly places. This doesn't mean you have a, a heavenly FNB account. Okay? This isn't talking about uh, something like that. It's places there in, in, the, in the King James is, is italicized. It's an italics. Heavenly is talking about heavenly in origin. It's, it's not tangible. Okay, it's real, but it's not tangible. And so this is speaking about the good things that we have in Christ. Now, if you can get what I'm saying, this can really help set you up for fruitfulness in your life and help you to walk in victory. It really can. This verse is, if you look at the context, it's speaking about what you have in Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. I want to read it again there. <clears throat> blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing 
in uh, heavenly places in Christ. So if we look at that, you could it could be, you could read it and say, you know, praise be to God who speaks well of us in Christ. Praise be to God who speaks well of us in Christ. God speaks well about you. And when God speaks, things happen, right? God spoke the world into existence. So this verse, if we're looking at the context, it's speaking about what's available to us. It's not in Christ, not in our bank accounts. Okay? And when we start to look at what's available to us in Christ, in the Spirit, the, the, we're going to be getting into this eventually. It's going to bless you so, so much and encourage you and stir you up because you realize that anything Jesus did, you can do. Because he said, yeah, this is what we've got in Christ. We've got his ability in us and his ability then through us. This is what identity is talking about. As believers, we're blessed. Like you look at the most wealthiest people in the world and they're not really Christians. And I mean, you know, uh, uh, many people that I've ministered to who are, are stuck in, in, in a prosperity uh, gospel mindset, they, the one thing that they are, always bring up with me is it's really so wrong that uh, uh, the Christians aren't the wealthiest people in the world. We should be the most wealthiest people in the world. We should be the ones who, who this and that. And, and I'm like, yeah, it would be great if we were the wealthiest people in the world. But what they are saying is that this is what God wants. This is what he's provided for through, through redemption. And so why isn't it like that? Why is my business not prospering? Why, you know, and it's like, well, why is a, an unbeliever's business prospering? And why is my business not prospering? Well, maybe they have better business knowledge than you do. And you're not learning the things that you need to learn to make your business work. Or you're not, you can receive wisdom from the spirits and it can, can help you in business. But it's like, go learn from an unbeliever the good things that you can learn in order to, to, to do things better. But anyway, what I'm saying is we've got, you know, uh, um, this is, how does Jesus live his life now? That's a good question. Let me see if I can find this verse. It's in Isaiah 53. So this is what we're ultimately really talking about right now. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Isaiah 53, verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the lord shall prosper in his hand it says that he shall prolong his days what does that mean what does it mean he shall prolong your uh, his days he shall prolong his days the days are, are, are jesus this is a prophecy of jesus and what it's saying is that jesus's life is prolonged through us the church he wants to live his life in continuing to reach the world and people and be a blessing through us yes that means we need money and we can help the poor and all of that but it's primarily not talking about that it's the blessing of the gospel <clears throat> okay this is primarily the the blessing of his spirit now to come and dwell in us i like what greta's uh, putting the genesis 15 verse 1 after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. God is our reward. Amen. You know, and, and the reward that we have, the blessing of Abraham that we have is his spirit now dwelling in us. We'll, we'll, we'll look at that another time in depth. But what, we, what, what I'm showing you is that the blessing, the best thing that you could ever have is his spirit now dwelling in you his spirit now dwelling in you okay now all these spiritual blessings that are referred to in verse 3 okay we're blessed with all spiritual blessings <coughs> they are mentioned now in verses uh, 4 to 12 of ephesians chapter 1 so we're going to go through these verses and i want you to think about what stands out for you 
and you can write it in the chat section. Just what stands out for you. And let's just feast on this a bit together. But what stands out for you with regards to these blessings? Because now the, we can't say all spiritual blessings and go and look elsewhere for what's a blessing. We've got to look at the context. And, and the awesome thing is, is that it, 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 the, this specific passage in the Bible defines the spiritual blessings for us. Okay. If you look at uh, your King James Version, it, say, it, start, it says, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. And then it lists the blessings. Now, what I like there is it's past tense. You're not trying to get these blessings. You've got these blessings. Okay. And uh, now I'm going to read through it. <coughs> but it says, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. We have to see ourselves as chosen. That's a spiritual blessing. God has chosen you. Do you feel chosen? Do you believe that you're chosen, that God has chosen you? He wants you to be his child. He wanted you to be his child. And he wants to work through you. He wants you to, you, to, to be on his uh, 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 team. He, he's chosen you before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. That's really powerful. The, 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 the Passion Bible puts it and says, because of his great love, he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with unstained innocence. This is how God sees us right now. This is an amazing blessing. We are chosen. We are holy without blame. And we are in his love. We are loved by him. Verse 5, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. We are predestinated. God predetermined that we would be his children. Now, he can't enforce that. We have to embrace that and choose that. But that's what predestinated means, is that he predetermined. He made a way for us to choose something and that choice is that we can be adopted by uh, as his children the passion puts it like this and says for it was always his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with christ the anointed one so through our union with christ the moment we, we unite with him through believing the gospel we're made one with him and we're adopted into a family we're part of a fa his family we're part of him Verse 7, we're going down to verse 12. In whom we have redemption. That's a spiritual blessing. We're not trying to get redemption. Redemption's plan, death, burial, resurrection, ascension, and then the sending of the Spirit, Pentecost. Redemption in its fullness is already now ours because we've believed the gospel. So we're not looking for redemption. We have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sins. That's a huge blessing. So many grace people get stuck on just the forgiveness of sins. And there's so much more that God has got for us than just forgiveness of sins. Praise God that we have forgiveness of sins. But do you know why a lot of people just focus on forgiveness of sins? It's because they sin conscious. In a, in a new covenant grace-based mindset or culture, you can still be sin conscious and sin focused by focusing on how forgiven you are. That's basic Christianity that we need to move on from and look at now how we're empowered not to live in victory over sin even, but we're empowered to be Jesus to the world. To have him prolong his life through us in reaching the world. According to the riches of his grace, wherein he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence. Yeah, he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence. The, the Passion puts this the verse like this and says, The superabundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing within us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Isn't that awesome? That's such a great blessing that we have. I want to read that again. Think about this in terms of your life and, and the areas of your life where you're maybe needing a touch from God. I'm sure that we all have areas where we're needing some kind of 
uh, a touch from God, some kind of change, some kind of turnaround. Now, listen to this. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 8 from the Passion. You've got a super abundant grace already working powerfully in you, releasing within you all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. We are not at a deficit. Your bank account might be at a deficit, you know, but, but, but you are not at a deficit. And I really believe that if we get our minds and our hearts uh, flowing in this, this identity that we have here, you know, it would impact our bank accounts. Not because God is like, wow, I want to give you some more cash, but because now it leads us to, to being uh, 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 active in putting our hands to something because we, we've got a confidence that the blessing of God is in our lives and, and we can uh, make good decisions and we can work hard and, and then we see in, uh, finances flow. Verse 9, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which is purposed uh, in himself. So he has made known unto us the mystery of his will. This is what the scriptures are talking about. Now, when I say scripture, I'm always talking about Genesis to Malachi, because uh, uh, Peter, uh, uh, um, uh, Paul, and even Jesus himself, they speak about the scriptures before the, the, the Bible was fully written. When they were speaking about scriptures, when the Bible talks about scriptures, in uh, what's it, first or second Timothy, you can read them talking, uh, read about them talking about and referring to scripture. All scripture is God breathed. It's not talking about Bible. The Bible is the word of God. I believe that the whole thing is, is important. But what I'm trying to show you is that in context, it's talking about Genesis to Malachi. So, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, this is what Genesis to Malachi is talking about. And now, from you know, in the New Testament, uh, uh, we're experiencing the fulfillment of that. According to his good pleasure. It's not according to our fasting, not according to our prayer, it's not according to our goodness. It's God's good pleasure, okay, which he purposed. And or determined in himself. This is showing the sovereignty of God in, a, in, a, in the right way. Okay. He doing what he wants to do without influence from anyone else. Deciding how he wants to do things and limiting himself to that. Okay. Verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together in one th all things in Christ, which are in heaven and which are on earth, and even, uh, even in him. Okay, the Passion puts uh, this verse and says, And because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme through every period and time until the fulfillment of uh, all the ages finally reaches its climax when God makes all things new in heaven and on earth through Jesus Christ. When it speaks about dispensation here, uh, uh, we got to see what this is talking about. It's talking about stewardship. Dispensation is talking about stewardship. God doesn't do things in seasons. I know that this goes against popular Christianity. God doesn't do things in seasons. Today is the day of salvation. The harvest is ready now. We are in harvest time. There's, he's not waiting for the right time to harvest people. Now is the, the time when people want, should be saved. Okay, God doesn't do things in seasons. God doesn't change. And, uh, uh, um, uh, um, and he is the same yesterday, today, forever. Okay, this implies the stewardship of the message given to the apostles. And that they've told us how these things will end up in Christ when we read the, the epistles. Okay, so that's uh, verse 11, verse 12. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ. This is a beautiful passage. I'm going to come back to 12 now. In whom ye also trusted, that after ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also that after ye believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is our earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Okay, so we're going to dig into this quick. And then we'll, we'll finish off, and I look forward to, to now hearing uh, uh, what stands out for you or what blesses you. 
Okay. But if we go back to now verse 12, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. We're looking at the spiritual blessings that we have. This is a spiritual blessing now that we have a ministry. This is what it's talking about. It's talking about your ministry, that we should be to the praise of his glory because we've trusted in Christ. God's desire is that we would all be in ministry. First Peter chapter 2, uh, verse um, 9. First Peter 2, verse 9 from the Passion says, But you are God's chosen treasure, priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience his marvelous light. And now he claims you as his very own. He did this so that you would broadcast his glorious wonders throughout the world. God wants us all to be part of broadcasting his glorious wonders throughout the world. And then verse 13, again, talking about salvation. In whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. So you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and you trusted in that message. And when you trusted in that message, you were, uh, you, uh, when you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Then you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. When did, when did Holy Spirit come to dwell in you? The moment that you believed the gospel. Now, this is where I might get a bit hairy for some of you. <laughs> because if you look at Colossians chapter 2, verse 10, it says you are complete in Christ. Who is he speaking to? He's speaking to those who have believed the gospel and have been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The moment you believe, you're sealed. So it's not two steps. It's believe and, 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 and you've got it. Okay, And the moment that you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now you are complete in Christ. So what do you need to do now to be more complete? There's nothing that you can do. Your complete is complete. Okay? Complete is complete. There's so much I, 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 I want to get into and say here. Um, and I think I, I must maybe just... just uh, Hold back and we can get into that verse maybe next week again. But the, 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 this is foundational, is to realize when I believed the gospel, I was sealed and now I'm complete. I've got the fullness of his spirit dwelling in me. And that fullness of the spirit, verse 14, is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. I am his purchased possession. That's who I am now. That's who you are. But also, th this verse has um, uh, got a lot of um, misconceptions around it. Because when we look at what is the inheritance, it's not a land in the Middle East. Okay? A lot of people see the inheritance like that because of uh, what was promised and they were on their way to the land uh, of Canaan and, and, you know, all of this. And they think that the, the inheritance is, is the actual physical land. <coughs> but it's not. The, the inheritance is the spirit. Okay. And the spirit, what it's talking about here, we often look at this word here. Uh, let me just find this word here. Um, the earnest of our inheritance. What is a, a, another common um verse for this uh, a description for this it's um let me just look at it here quickly the spirit is god's guarantee another translation uh puts it as um uh um uh, like engagement ring and we kind of look at it like that as a down payment okay I, i'm sure you've heard of of that before um and i'm here today to uh correct that for you because it's not talking about a, um, a down payment. See, the problem is most Christians don't realize what happened to them when they got born again. And so they don't know what they've got. And we always look, tend to look at ourselves inferior in an inferior manner, thinking that we're inadequate. We don't have enough. But Jesus said, if you believe, 
Not if you fast and you pray and you do all the things, but if you believe, those that believe in, they will do the same works that I did and greater works than these. So there's a place for us to be able to do the works of Jesus and greater works just because we believe. But if we're feeling inferior, we feel like we don't have enough, then we, we'll put it down to believing is not enough. Believing is enough. Believing what? Believing the gospel. Because what resulted in believing the gospel is the fullness of God, His Spirit, to come now and dwell in you, to empower you to be able to live like Jesus. So if we look at that word, earnest, okay, and this is, I, I'm going to finish off with this. Earnest is, um, the, 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 the word there for earnest is Arabon. Arabon. It's not talking about a down payment. It's talking about collateral. So the Holy Spirit that we have got right now is not a down payment and one day in the resurrection we're going to get the fullness. Okay, we've got to turn that around and go, it's collateral. And because collateral means that you are paying more than what it's worth. Or you're giving more than what's to come. Okay, so collateral or earnest is not a down payment. It's not a deposit. It's, it's, it equals the value or exceeds the actual thing. So earnest is not a deposit with more to come, but it's a guarantee of what will happen, that God, what God said would happen. Earnest is equal to or more than the value of what is to come. So the fact that now we've got the Spirit in us as a, as a guarantee of our resurrection, one day and of, 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 of eternity with him so these are some of the the, the 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 blessings the spiritual blessings that we have in christ and 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 i know many people ministering to many different people going through some real big problems bigger than, 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 than the problems I know in the room. <laughs> and uh, 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 so I'm thinking about other people when I say that. And in every single one of those counseling cases over the years and, and discipleship moments, it always comes down to not being focused in on what they have in Christ. Focusing more on the, the, the problem, focusing more on their inadequacies in the, in the, the, the flesh, focusing more in on uh, their problems or someone else's problems, someone else's inadequacies, at inadequacies, but not being spiritual at all. Waiting for God to do something, but not realizing that he's done something and now he's put himself in me and I need to live from the spirit within, not trying to live to reach out to something. This, this, is, this is so important because I know that there's probably many situations in this meeting even where all we need to do is, 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 is realize what we've got. Start acknowledging. You know, like, a, um, is it Philemon says? Philemon. <laughs> uh, 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 by the acknowledging of every good thing that is in us. That our faith becomes effectual by acknowledging every good thing that's in us. If we want our faith to be active and to be working, we've got to acknowledge what we've got, not what we don't got, not, not what we wish we got, <laughs> not what we hope to got, but what we have got. Amen. This is the answer, and, 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 and this is sadly not a foundation for so many believers. So Greta says, I'm, I'm accepted. I'm, I'm, um, uh, I'm accepted, not acceptable. That's really good. I'm fully accepted, embraced into his love. <clears throat> I'm fully part of him and he is fully part of me. Now grace works in and through me as an ambassador of my father with all wisdom and power, making an impact wherever I go. Amen. That's really good. Lucas says what stood out uh, to me is that he gives us wisdom and understanding for everyday situations. And with that confidence, we can put our hands to something. Amen. That's good. Greta also posts, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 6, 19 to 20 from the Amplified Classic, which says, do, not, do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who lives within you, 
whom you have received as a gift from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price, purchased with a, a, a preciousness and paid for, made uh, uh, his own. So then honor God and bring glory to him in your body. Amen. That's really awesome. And I think the, 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 the sad thing is, is that so many believers don't have that as their default reality. They think that God is somewhere out there, but not one with me here in the, in, in the here and now. <coughs> so, you know, I, I just pray, Father, right now, I'm still going to take prayer requests. So if you've got a prayer request, write them down there and we'll just pray together. But Father, I just thank you for all of us that we would just awaken to the reality of you in us, Father, of the blessings that are in us, that we would stop focusing, if we are still, on, 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 on material wealth and start focusing on the spiritual wealth that we have and how that empowers us to live this abundant life. I just pray for every single person uh, that's in this uh, uh, service and, 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 and receiving now that that they would just um, have a, a shift in focus to see the riches of heaven that are in them. So that we would be able to, to walk in, in a fuller measure of what we've got in you, Father. Thank you, Father. I just feel like someone, you, 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 you maybe have even used this terminology. I feel like you're saying that I've been going through a storm in my life and I feel battered and I'm, I'm, I'm treading water. I'm trying to get out. I feel like there's just that picture of you, you, you waiting for the storm to pass. And maybe you're even having some people tell you to rebuke the storm and tell it to stop and all of that. But I just feel like God's just, just, just saying to you that, that, that you are bigger than the storm. Because Christ is in you. And so stop focusing on the wind and the waves and focus in on Christ in you. Acknowledge Christ in you, not the storm that's happening to you. And you'll see yourself walking on water in the middle of a storm. Thank you, Father. We trust that this teaching has been a blessing to you. We encourage you to visit our website for more free life-giving teachings to help you grow in your relationship with God. Visit us at www.gracelife.co.